Use lot don't know what you've got. Do you know why I say that? Because I've spent the last year and two months or so being in an environment where the singing and the worshiping and the praising Jesus in a language I don't understand, in a language which I don't speak. I can catch the sentiment. I can catch the spirit behind it because it's one God that we're serving. But there's another dimension when you're amongst people that you actually speak the same language and you worship God in the same language. So when I say, use lot, don't know what you have. I mean it seriously. Let's not take it for granted the time that we come together to worship Jesus. You know, I'm sure you've heard it said before, God's not a small boy. So when we come together, it's not a club. It's about worshiping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Let's not take it for granted. Our salvation did not come cheap. So when it comes to worshiping Jesus, hey, remember, we celebrated the football and the rubber ball. Come on, our worship needs to be greater and our worship needs to be louder, yeah? We need to be jumping up and down and celebrating Jesus. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. Now, the message that I'd like to share this morning is a bit of a question. It's a question to us all, including myself. And the question is, where has the fire gone. I'd love you to turn to the, to the person next to you and ask that person, where has the fire gone? Where has the fire gone? You know, in the Bible, there are countless scriptures that talk about fire. And when you think about fire, it brings to mind so many different things. Just picture it now. When you hear the word fire, what would you want to do? Run? Or would you want to cuddle next to the heater because you're warm? A fire also is symbolic of light. In the Bible, we can see that fire is symbolic of power as well. Fire can be a destructive force too, but that's not altogether negative because when it comes to fire, a fire can burn down, consume, and quench and destroy those things that are not of God. So when you hear the word fire, it means a lot of different things. But my question to myself and to us all is, where has the fire gone? The Bible says, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Imagine you had a thermometer in your hands, and that was like a spiritual thermometer. And if you were to check your temperature today, where are you at? Where am I at? Where are we at today? Where has the fire gone? I'd like us to turn to Leviticus chapter 6, verse 9 to 13. And if somebody could read that for me with a nice, loud voice. Leviticus chapter 6, reading from verses 9 to 13. Where has the fire gone? So bring out your Bibles, your iPads, your tablets, whatever devices you have. And we're going to go on a bit of a Bible adventure this morning. Leviticus 6, 9 to 13. Where has the fire gone? As soon as you've got it, please start reading.
Thank you. In that scripture, three times it says that the fire should not go out. And if we look at that scripture symbolically, in terms of our lives, we are commissioned, commanded, that the fire within us should never go out. What does the fire represent? The fire is the presence of the Lord burning within us. What does our spiritual thermometer say to us this morning? Is the fire burning within us? Because it's impossible for a person to be on fire and people don't know it. If somebody stepped into this room, you'd feel the heat. You'd smell the clothes burning. And you'd hear them shouting, there'd be a difference. Brothers and sisters, when we go out into our different communities, can people sense that we are on fire for Christ? Because more than anything, beyond the claws and the shoes and the clapping and the shouting and the rolling on the ground and the waving the hankies, we're called to be witnesses for Jesus. We're called to be salt and light in our generation. We're called to burn for him. Beyond the, the, the breakthroughs, beyond the blessings, beyond all the treasures that we want, that we're seeking for, the promotions and the, 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 the grades that we want, all these different things, we're called to burn for Jesus. We're called to be salt and light. But where has the fire gone? You know, as so you've heard, we've been on mission, we've been in Ghana for over a year. And you may not be called to, to Botiano or, or Buboasi in Ghana. But you may be called to Brixton. You may be called to Bermondsey. You may be called to Broccoli. Or you may be called to the boardroom. What is God saying to you today? You know, there's, there's this thing that Pastor Les would say, 007. Are we undercover Christians? Are we shining for Christ wherever he has planted us and placed us? It was said of Esther, Esther said, she was called for such a time as this. What is God saying to you? What mandate has God put upon your life? What is the call of God upon your life? What is the purpose for that job, that career, the college that you're in, the football team that you play for, the guys you hang around with? What is the purpose? What is the reason? The school that your kids go to, what is the purpose? Beyond them being excellent, amazing, having wonderful jobs and driving fast cars, what is the purpose? Are we salt and light wherever we go? Because if somebody's ablaze and they're set next, if something's ablaze and it's set next to something else, automatically it sets that thing on fire. Are you setting people on fire for Christ today? Are you a secret witness or an active firebrand burning for the Lord today? Where has the fire gone? Where is the fire? What is God saying to you? Cast your mind back. When you were saved, when you first gave your life to Christ, how were you like? What was your spiritual temperature like? What were you known for doing? Life has changed. Things have crept in. But still, God has called us in this season, in this generation to shine for him. Where has the fire gone? Or have we become too sophisticated in our Christianity that there's no time to burn for him? There's no time to be set ablaze and set others ablaze for Christ because unfortunately it's about me, myself, and I and my agenda. Young people, 
It's such an exciting time for you to actually know Christ. Not just following your parents to church and setting up the psalm. That's amazing. God has a plan for you. God wants to use you. He wants to set your light on fire for him so that you make a difference in your generation. Give me the names of two people that are famous in, in, I don't know, acting, music, footballers. And another name? And do you think that maybe people don't know about them? Or do you think people might know about them? Yeah? Do you have friends that maybe admire them? Might want to be like them? Can you believe that you have been saved? Jesus has called you into his kingdom so that you have an influence amongst your peers. Just like how they have an influence, God wants you to have an influence. But for that to happen, you need to get to know him. For that to happen, you need to be able to walk with him. Jesus has called you to be salt and light. You're not here by accident. Not just because your parents said, ah, you have to go to church. Come on, you have to go to church. It's beyond that. I don't know, maybe parents don't talk like that. It's It's beyond that. God wants to use the gifts and talents within you to do amazing things for him that will shock the world. But there's a fire that needs to burn within you. The fire that will attract other people. They want to say, hey, Mr. Mwadi, bless you, yeah? There's something about you. I like the way you are. You're great at football. Yeah, you're great at football, but there's something about you. You're different from the other guys. You're different. You're different. What is it about you? You are called into the kingdom. You are called to be here. You weren't born 50 years ago. You're born now. Why? To make a difference. To bring about change. So that your name will go down in history as somebody that made an impact. The somebody who shone for Jesus and people thought, yeah, there's something in him. I want to be like him. Don't be ashamed of what you have. Don't be ashamed of who you are. God has a plan for your life. Where is the fire? Where has the fire gone? In that scripture, three times they were told, do not put the fire out. Do not let the fire go out. There was an altar. What does an altar signify? It's a place of sacrifice. It's a place of meeting with God. We need to come to the altar. We need to go back to that place of devotion, of consecration, of submission to God, of speaking to him, of rededicating ourselves to him, of opening and pouring ourselves out so that he fills us anew, afresh, fresh oil. The scripture says that how can new wine be put into old wine skins? There needs to be a change. There needs to be a shift. There needs to be a revival in our hearts. Sometimes we pray for revival in the church, but it starts with us, me, myself, and I. Lord, what can you do in me? Lord, do something new. Change me. Wash me. Cleanse me. Break off the things that are not of you. Sometimes we're too consumed with ourselves. There's no space for God. We haven't got the ears to listen, to hear from him. And he wants to do something in our lives. He wants to make an impact in our generation, amongst our colleagues, the teams that we work with. The mother's at the school gate. He wants to make a difference, but he's waiting for an empty vessel. And that empty vessel is you and me. But where are we? Where is the fire? Where's the appetite? Where's the desire to be shaped, to be molded, to be changed, to be equipped, to be empowered for the king and for his kingdom? 
Where has the fire gone? The Bible says that those who hunger, hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. It's a promise. It's guaranteed. Filled, filled, and filled to overflowing. If we come before him as empty vessels, he will fill us. But where has the fire gone? And are we prepared to be carriers of the fire? Are we prepared to be carriers of God's blessing? Or is it all about our agenda? Tomorrow, Lord, next week, I'll make time. It'll happen. The Lord is saying now. He's saying, come. He's saying, come up, come hither. Come up higher. Dig deeper. Come closer. I want to spend time with you. I want to dwell with you. I want to pour out my words of love into your life. I want to speak to you about your life. And then I set you fire, set you ablaze so you can make an impact in your generation. So that you're not a 007 Christian undercover. Because I tell you the truth, society now more than ever needs Christ. It's so interesting, coming back to London, it's like I'm stepping into a movie. And stepping into this movie, I see a lot of depression. Stepping into this movie, I see a lot of, of sadness and fear and worry and anxiety. And it's one world. And not to say Ghana has not got challenges, because believe me, it certainly has challenges. But I step into a world of doom and gloom, of negativity and negative messages. Brothers and sisters, it's time to rise. Brothers and sisters, it's time for us to take our stand. Brothers and sisters, it's time for us to be a trumpet, to be that clarion voice speaking out the word of God into our situation, into our circumstances. Speaking words of life and hope to our work colleagues. Even if we go to the GP's clinic, being able to sit next to somebody and say, can I pray for you? Being ready to say, stop, wait. I'm not just going to follow the rhetoric of society, but no, I'm going to bring the word of God into this situation. I'm going to be prepared to be different. I'm going to be prepared to be odd for Christ. Because it's Christ in me, the hope of glory. It's not me that lives. I'm a dead man walking. It's all about Christ. Being prepared not to be famous. Being prepared to be looked down upon, being prepared to be ignored because of Christ. Being prepared to say, hey, it may not be popular, but do you know what? If you're a Christian, let's meet together at lunch, and I want us to pray. And being ready to blow and blast out tongues because that school needs it where you work. Because that office needs it where you work. Because that college that you attend needs it. Young people, let me tell you, at the age of 17... And this is not because of me, it's because of Christ. At the age of 17, in sixth form, I just decided, okay, hey, a couple of us are Christians, let's meet together. So what we used to do is that we'd meet together once a week and we'd pray. It wasn't that powerful, but we just did it. We did it as Christians. Fast forward a good 30 plus years. Those people that met, some of them weren't strong Christians at that time. I can think of one individual now, 30 years later, now that person leads worship in church, that person's part of a Bible study group, that person's making an impact for Christ. And that's only because we decided to start praying and people started coming in because they were interested. Don't despise what God could do in your life now. Don't despise the little things because you don't know 30 years later and you look back, you think, wow, when I obeyed, Look at the difference it's made. Look at the change it's made. Don't ignore when God speaks to you. It may not seem cool, but serving God is not about being cool. Look at people in the Bible. If they'd all listened to the peers and the people around them, would they have been cool? If Joseph had decided when he was in the pit that he wouldn't actually stand for Christ, he wouldn't actually 
tell of the dreams and interpret them. If he decides, like, you know what, ask for me, me, I'm just going to keep my mouth quiet and sit in this prison. Hopefully one day they'll release me. Then would he be in the palace? Being called for such a time as this. Being ready to rock the boat. Being ready to be a disruptor for Christ. Being ready to, to set things ablaze and cause anarchy for the kingdom. So that you burn a soul to light and people know that there's something different about you. Where has the fire gone? Hebrews chapter 12 verse 29 says, our God is a consuming fire. We serve a God who's ablaze. We serve a God who's a consuming fire. You know, because of time, I won't go through all the scriptures. But if we can turn to... First Kings chapter 18, verse 33. You know, when we're set alight for Christ, nothing can quench the fire. That fire, as I mentioned before, purification, sanctification, consecration, empowerment for service. If you'd like to make a note, I'll read the scriptures. Power, Leviticus chapter 9, verse 24. The fire is also oil. It's the anointing. It's the infilling of the Holy Spirit. That's what we need to cry out for. That's what we need to desire. That's what we need to seek the Lord for. Power, Leviticus, Leviticus chapter 9, verse 24. Presence, Deuteronomy 4, 24. Promise, there's a promise. Acts chapter 2, verse 3. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, I'll read it. It says, but you will receive power after that the Holy Ghost will come upon you and you shall be witnesses. What is your witness like, life like today? How much of a witness am I? How much of a witness are you? When you leave a room and your back is turned, what do people say of you? Are we determined to be popular in the eyes of the world or popular in the eyes of Christ? Where has the fire gone? We're called to be witnesses, Jerusalem, Judea, and Sumeria, the uttermost ends of the earth. Wherever God has planted us and situated us, he's called us to set that place afire, ablaze for him. Imagine a bushfire. The minute that match is struck, the, the, the forest begins to go alight, just like that. That's why we're called, sent into our generation, sent into our communities to bring about change, to, bring, to be that message communicated to our communities to say, come, come to Jesus, come to know truth, come to know deliverance, but the most important thing, come to know salvation. We are being called today to be that firebrand, to be that salt, to be that light, to make that difference. We're being sent out to the uttermost parts. And for some of us, we won't need to cross the ocean and cross the seas. Our uttermost parts is our neighborhood, it's our neighbors. For those who can bake, even baking a cake and giving it to our neighbor, it's Christmas. Oh, I've just brought something to you. It's the start of a conversation. You may never have spoken to that person, but it's the start of that conversation because the fire is bubbling within you. And you sought the Lord and you said, Lord, I'm available to you. Use me in any which way you want. And you're willing for the Lord to lead you, even by using a, a cake, to be sought and light and to be able to witness to your neighbor next door. You know, often people say, well, how, I don't know how to start. Oh, I don't know what to say. Oh, maybe they'll reject me. 
They rejected Christ, hey. And it's not about us. Called for such a time as this, where has the fire gone? Using the gifts and the talents, because we all have gifts and talents. Whether it's a kicking a ball, sing, or even speaking, we all have a gift. God doesn't create void, void um, human beings. We're all full of gifts. But what are we doing with our gifts, our talents, the things that the Lord has deposited within us, what are we doing in terms of the kingdom? I don't mean in terms of establishing our lives. I mean in terms of the kingdom. Because we have this truth in earthen vessels, this truth that will set people free, and we sit on it. And I'm sure that's not you. But I know I need to be stirred up myself because there's a truth within me that people need to hear about. There are people out there that are bound in chains, and we have the truth that sets the captives free. But the fire needs to burn. The fire needs to come up a bit higher. We need to turn up that mark, 10 notches maybe, because the fire needs to bubble up. So then when we go and we minister to people, we'll move in the gifts of the Spirit. It's not just behind here. It's not limited to behind here. But when we go out, the Lord begins to give us revelation, words of wisdom, words of knowledge. Healing begins to flow. And that's for us all. Because I read the scripture, Acts 1 verse 8. You shall receive power. Not the pastor, not the leader, not sister, long skirt, not brother blue trousers. You all shall receive power. It's released for all of us, to all of us. But the activation of the gifting is left to us. We can determine whether we switch it on or switch it off. Where is the fire? For we are called for such a time as this to make impact, to have a legacy for Christ. Where is the fire? Three times it was said in that scripture, do not let the fire go out. Brothers and sisters, in this day and age, we cannot afford to let the fire go out. We are the answer to the world's problem. We can't afford to. We, although it's a dark and gloomy situation, but this is an opportunity for us to shine, to use our gifts, our talents, Wherever God has placed us, it's our opportunity, it's our hour, it's our season to shine for Christ. To say, this is the way, the way of the cross. Let me lead you. Let me take you to a man who knows everything that you and I have done, but let me take you there. And I will pray with you. It's our hour, it's our time. Where has the fire gone? Daniel chapter 3, verses 16 to 28. We all know the story. It's the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But when I read that story, I can see that these young men, they were prepared. They were prepared to lay everything down. They were prepared they were prepared to defy the king to the extent that the king was so irate, they said, turn up the fire, one seventh higher, turn it up higher. Are we prepared to stand and say, this is my God? Are we prepared to say, actually, I know the world says we conform to, to gays, lesbians, LGBTQ, doo -doo -doo -doo, but I don't stand for that. Are we prepared to put our hand up? Are we prepared to seem odd, seem different? Are we prepared to stand for what we believe? Are we prepared to say, actually, I'm a, I'm a Christian. I, I, I'm a Christian. Are we prepared to say that? Because, hey, I'll tell you something. The world is prepared to say, I'm Hindu. 
I'm Muslim. I'm trans. Are we prepared in our context to stand and say, I'm, I'm a born-again, tongue-talking, spirit-filled, water-baptized, born-again Christian? Are we prepared? Because that's what the world needs. The world needs the truth that's in us. The world does not need compromise. Those boys stood. They stood against the compromise. They stood and they walked in the midst of the fire. And today it can feel like we're walking in the midst of the fire. But when the, the fire burns up within us, we can stand. You know the scripture in Elijah, we didn't get a chance to read it. But 1 Kings 18.33, Elijah, in that scripture, water was poured on the altar. Poured three times. Poured and poured and poured. But when it was set alight, the fire burnt up everything. We need to be the type of Christians that are radical for Christ, that are willing to walk in the midst of the fire. We need to be the kind of Christians that say, you know what, so be it, but I will stand for my God. We need to be the kind of Christians that will say, irrespective of what the enemy does, I will stand for Jesus. No matter how much the, the water is poured on, I will still stand for the God I serve. I will still confess myself as a Christian. For this is what those, those Hebrew boys did. The fire is needed in our generation. Matthew 5 verse 6 says, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. There's no mystery. That's how we get the fire, by asking the Lord. When I look at this room, I see a room full of solution carriers. There's no mystery there. In the context where every God has put us, even down to the little children, because they speak the word of God, I see a room full of solution carriers. Not necessary missionaries, not necessary preachers, not necessary people who are going to be evangelists full time, but solution carriers in your context. But it's all dependent on how you allow the fire to burn within you. Because we can't say, oh, I'm a new Christian, I'm a young Christian, I don't know anything. Because God gives us the words. He fills us. He empowers us. And he leads us. But how willing are we to be led by the Spirit of God? Where has the fire gone? What's the purpose of the fire? To attract people to Jesus. You know, in Daniel chapter 3, verse 28. When the king saw, not three, but four people in the midst of the fire, he worshipped God. Another reason for the fire is abandon worship to God. It is a testimony unto others. The king who at one point said, no, I'm the only one who should be saluted and heralded. The next minute, jumped down a couple of verses and he too drops the knee in worship. That's what the fire does. The fire causes others to glorify God. The fire causes people to turn to Jesus and say, actually, I am wrong. I need a savior. Lead me to your God. Let me know the truth that sets me free. The fire is needed to lead us. Exodus chapter 13 verse 21. Because it's the fire that led the children of God. Numbers chapter 11 verse 3. The fire burned before them. Brothers and sisters, it's time for us to go back. It's time for us to call upon the name of the Lord.
Romans chapter 12 verse 1 says, present yourself as a living sacrifice. Going back, Psalm 92 verses 10 to 15 talks about fresh oil in God's presence. We need fresh oil from God. We need a fresh infilling from heaven. We need a new touch from the Lord. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. We need to be relevant in our generation, not just relevant with our clothes and our hairstyle and our shoe and our car. Relevant when it comes to Jesus. Relevant when it comes to speaking the word of God. Relevant when it comes to speaking the truth that sets the captives free and, see, and sees chains broken in people's lives. And I'm not just talking about deliverance ministers. I'm talking about every single one of us. We need the fire to burn within us so that we can set community and families and lives ablaze for Jesus. We need the fire to burn within us. Psalm 104 verse 4 in closing says that minister, he makes his ministers flames of fire. That is the legacy, the promise that we all have, that God has made each and every one of us a flame of fire to turn around communities for him. The book of Acts says that the, 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 the disciples, they turned around the communities for Jesus. Wouldn't that have been an amazing legacy, amazing testimony, if that's what we did? Pastor please, if you can just bear with me, please. You know, being in Ghana has been a bittersweet experience for me because I know the first time I went to Ghana, why I went. I went with Pastor Joe and a, a team and we planted a church there. That's why I say it's a bitter um, sweet experience for me. And we planted the church and we must have had maybe about, let's say we had 10 people in that church. Fast forward, that was 2000, that was 1999. Fast forward, you can do the maths, when 2022, almost going to 2023 now. Going back, I see what can happen when a life that's dedicated to the Lord and is set ablaze for Jesus and is obedient to the voice of the Lord, I see the impact. 2022, I see people in Ghana. I see several churches. I see people worshiping Jesus. I see people with a purpose and a destiny. I see people who, who may not have all the food and all the clothes and everything that we have, but they have Jesus. And I see these people, and I see these communities, and I see these CLF churches because one man made a decision to obey the Lord and respond to the, to the, to the call to be on fire for Jesus, Pastor Joe. What will we do with the call of God upon our lives? Because for me, that's legacy. What will we do in terms of the fire? What legacy, what impact are we prepared to create on this earth? Are we prepared to respond to the word of God concerning our lives, the mandate, the commission that is upon your life? Because when we stand before the king, it won't be, um, so how many cars did you have? And what registration was it? And where was your house? And what, how many promotions did you get in your job? Oh, and what school did your children go to? No, it'll be about what we did for the king. Because everything we do will be tried and tested. And it's what we do for the king that matters. That is what will speak on our behalf. So what will we do with the fire? God bless you.
I'd like to take a moment to pray. If you're here today and you'd like, you'd like to respond to this word, and you're thinking in your heart and your mind that, you know what, I think I need to turn up the flame. Remember, imagine a cooker, you just need to turn it up. I need to turn it up. I need to crank it up. I need to see the car, the gears. I need to move into another gear because I know that where I'm at is not where I should be at. If you'd like to respond to this word, no matter how young, no matter how old you are, I'd like to pray with you. So if everybody could close your eyes. And if you're here today, you want to respond. And you're saying that actually, I want to respond to this word. I want the fire to increase in my life. If you'd like to stand, please, and raise your hands, and I'll pray with you. And I'm going to pray as well, so we'll be praying together. Let's just do that now. Don't look to the left, don't look to the right. It's all about you and Jesus. It's all about you and the King, and he sees you. Father, I thank you, Lord, for today. Father, I thank you for my brothers and my sisters, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you for the Holy Ghost, Lord. Father, we thank you for the fire, Lord Jesus, that you want to pour out upon us today, Lord Jesus. Father, I thank you that you want to set us a light and set us ablaze for you, Lord Jesus. Father, we ask for fresh fire, fresh oil, fresh outpouring from your, of your spirit, oh God. I'd like if you're standing just to pray, just to open up your mouths and begin to ask the Lord to fill you fresh, fill you new, to give you new desire for him, a new desire for the kingdom. The Bible says that those who hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. I want you to begin to pray and ask Jesus to do something new in your life. And I want you to pray and ask Jesus to remove all the sin, the dryness, the barrenness, the distractions, anything that's not of him. I want you to ask the Lord to strip it away from you. I want you to ask the Lord to focus your eyes and focus your spirit upon him. Father, I ask that you just ask the Lord that you just cry to him for more of him, more of his presence, more of his touch for a fresh encounter to know him anew for yourself a new encounter with the Lord a new meeting let's just open up our mouths and pray if you can pray in tongues pray in tongues Father we ask for more for your touch we ask Lord for more for your presence Father we ask that you do something new in our lives Lord Jesus Father we ask for fresh fire for fresh oil oh God Father, we ask that we'll be solution carriers wherever you place us. Father, we ask in the name of Jesus that you will use us to make an impact wherever we go, Lord Jesus. Whatever our hand is puts to do, Lord Jesus, wherever our feet are found, we'll make an impact for you and for the kingdom. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. I'm just going to pray over you now. Father, Lord, we stand before you this morning. Father, your word says that those who hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. Father, we ask that you fill us fill us and fill us to overflowing Lord Jesus. Father we pray Lord God we ask Lord that that fire never go out in our lives Lord Jesus. Father we decree Lord right now in Jesus name Lord God that we are firebrands for you. We ask Lord that you restore unto us the joy of our salvation Lord God. Father we pray Lord God you give us a hunger for your word, a hunger for your presence Lord, a hunger to worship you Lord Jesus, a hunger to pray Lord Jesus, a new desire to know you more, an insatiable hunger for you Lord God. May we make an impact in our generation and create a legacy for you Lord God. May our lives glorify you Lord Jesus and when we draw other people to you, may our testimony 
testimony of being a light, Lord God, draw people to your kingdom, Lord, and anoint our lips and our mouths, Lord God, to speak your word, I pray, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.